Welcome to the audio podcast of Pastor Jerry Loudermilk. We're glad you stopped by today. Be blessed as you receive from God's Word. Acts chapter 3, verse 17 through 21. Continuing our series, The God of Restoration. I'm going to be preaching today about the restoration of all things. We've had two other messages about restoration personal restoration, and today we're talking about the restoration of all things. Acts chapter 3, verse 17 says, Now, I'm sorry, yet now, brethren, I know that you did it in ignorance, as did your rulers. But those things which God foretold by the mouth of his prophets that Christ would suffer, he has fulfilled. Repent, therefore, and be converted that your sins may be blotted out, so that the times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Before I go on, if you want refreshing from the presence of the Lord, it comes with repentance. That's what brings it. I'll go on. And he may send Jesus Christ, who was preached to you before, whom, verse 21, whom heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of, of all his holy prophets since the world began. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you, God, that there is a restoration coming to this world. God, thank you that you are with us. Thank you, God, that you offer each of us the the chance for personal restoration. Lord, even David in Psalm 51 said, Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with your generous spirit. And Father, we pray that you would restore each person, Lord, who might be far from you, if there's any here today that's not with you as they should be in their relationship. God, I pray that you, Lord, would restore, that you would bring them into the fold. God, I pray that you would encourage us all knowing that there is a restoration coming to all things, everything. And we give you praise, we give you honor, we magnify you, Lord, in the name above every name, the name of Jesus Christ. And you may be seated. I've defined reconciliation, and reconciliation means to restore harmony or restore agreement. And I I want us to understand when I'm talking about the restoration of all things, I'm talking about really reconciliation. Uh, We have been given the ministry of reconciliation. Our job as Christians, according to the Word of God, is to reconcile man unto God. But there's coming a day that God will reconcile the whole world and all of creation into harmony with Him, into agreement with Him. Um, The world in its current state, as we know, is far outside of harmony with God. And this is typified by such headlines as we've seen this week, and it saddens me, and I know you've, you've probably seen them too, that uh, even, even one headline says, New York celebrates legalizing abortion until birth. This is out of harmony with God. It's disharmony in creation. Mankind still going our own way, still doing our own thing. But there's coming a day, according to Acts chapter 3, verse 21, that Heaven now has received Jesus until the time of the restoration of all things. And there is coming a restoration, and Jesus will bring restoration when he comes. Hallelujah. I, I, I want to remind you, and just so, uh, just so I get everything kind of covered and, and get us, get us uh, 
into the understanding of where we're going with this. Everything was perfect in the garden. God didn't create things in a, in a mess. He brought order. He made order. God spoke and there was. God said, let there be, and it did. God formed man out of the dust of the earth and made a, a creature that looked like him and had the nature of him and he breathed his own breath into man and man became a living soul and he placed this man in the center of a garden and the garden was perfect and it was beautiful and I believe that it was intended to be eternal. God certainly knew that we would fail. He certainly knew that we would make a mistake, but he, he created us to be, to be perfect. He created us to be eternal. We are, we are eternal beings. This body that we live in is short lived, but the spirit on the inside of us came from God. The soul that we are, the spirit of God and the body that we live in, the soul that we are was created with the intent to live forever. See, everything was perfect, beautiful, eternal in the beginning. And God planted a garden, placed man in it, take care of it. But Satan tempted man, and man fell. Sin came into the world. Sickness came into the world, and all creation fell into chaos. This is where we find ourselves now. The curse came upon the world. The curse came upon mankind. The curse came upon the woman in childbirth. Ladies, if you've had a child, naturally you've had pain. That's because of the curse that's upon this world. And even the serpent received a curse. That the, the snake even crawls upon its belly. It lost its legs. And science has proved that, proven that it at one time had legs. This, this is all a part of the curse. And I want us to understand that the curse that came upon the earth was not the fault of God, but it was the fault of mankind who went his own way. But the good news is that there's coming a day that God will take over once again and that everything that man has done to bring this curse will be done away with and the curse will be completely removed. Right now, the curse is halted for those of us who are in Christ Jesus, but the curse will be completely removed and the Word of God even says that all of creation groans for the Son of God, sons of God to be manifest. All of creation groans and waits for the day when the restoration of all things will take place and sin will be squashed and the devil will be defeated. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The repercussions of sin are all around us. We see sickness and disease and famine and pestilence and death. Everyone in this place has been touched by the, by the sorrow that comes with death. Every one of us have. It's all a part of the curse that man brought upon this world, that, that man brought upon creation when we began to walk in opposition to God. But I want to remind you that everything that was stolen by Satan, everything that seems unrecoverable right now, that has transpired in these last six to ten thousand years, whatever it's been, that, that have, that has made the world continually get worse and, and look like there's no hope for it. All of these things will be done away with and Jesus will restore peace and order from the chaos once again. Every good thing that man has destroyed will be, 
recreated in the purity of God. Every sorrow will give way to joy. Every heartache will be replaced with delight. Every sin will be dealt with severely. And every righteous act will be worship, will be rewarded. Every corrupt thought, every corrupt idea, every corrupt action will be disposed of and righteousness will once again prevail. Every sickness will cease. Every person who has poor health will return to, to, to good health. Every tear, every sorrow will end. Every tear will be wiped away. All hatred will be replaced by love. Everything corrupted by sin will be restored to the pre-fall perfection that God created in the garden. But I think we gain more than we lost through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Can we give God praise right there for just a moment? Hallelujah. I want to take you to Matthew chapter 24, and I want to read some things to you. And I, I'm, I'm not sure how much of this I'll read. I'm not going to read all of the, the chapter. I'm not going to read. I've got some chapter, some, some scriptures in Revelation. I'm not going to read all of them as either, but I want, I want to share some things with you. Jesus uh, said that some things would come that have already happened. And some of them are now happening in the prophetic order of end times, and some of them are still to happen. But I want to I want to just share from Matthew chapter 24 a few things as we as we read. I'm going to start with verse 3 and I'll read at least through verse 13 and then we'll go on from there and I'll decide as we go how much I need to read. I'm keeping an eye on the clock. Now he said on the Mount of Olives and his disciples came to him privately saying, "Tell us when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming in the end of the age?" And Jesus answered and said unto them, "Take heed that no man deceives you." For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. Tell your neighbor, don't be troubled. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet, for nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. How many of you know sorrows have already begun? Amen. All these are the beginning of sorrows. They will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended and betray one another and will hate one another. Many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because of lawlessness, because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end will be saved. Some things I want to point out there to you. Verse 4, Jesus said, Take heed that no one, no man deceives you, for many will come in my name saying, I am Christ, and will deceive many. Verse 11 says, Many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. I want you to see, and there's more in this chapter as we read on, that tells us that there are false Christ, false doctrines, false beliefs, false prophets that are rising up and will rise up and have risen up that will try to deceive. This is a theme. If you look through Matthew 24, this is a theme that there is deception in the last days and we need to be discerning people and be careful not to be led astray by the false doctrine, the lies of Satan. The best lie that you can fabricate is 
has an element of truth in it. It's believable because it contains truth. Be aware. There are some things that have happened and still will happen. And I want us to understand that the Word here tells us and warns us of these false prophets. Matthew 24, 14 says, This gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations, and then will the end come. That has not been completely fulfilled yet. The, the newest statistics that I have heard says that about 40% of the, of the world hasn't heard the gospel. When you look at the world around us and you see the chaos that's going on, when you see the hatred, when you see how far this world is from God and how, how, how much it looks like what the word says the last days will look like, we wonder why has the Lord not already come? But I believe God is patiently waiting on me, patiently waiting on you, patiently waiting on all the church to preach the gospel to every nation, to make disciples of all nations. It's our job to do that. He has empowered us. He's given us authority. And when we accomplish our purpose, then will the end come. How many of you would love to see the Lord's return in your lifetime? Get busy, get busy, get busy. If you want to see the Lord return in your lifetime, we've got a lot of work to do. But we can do it. There's no question we can do it. Twelve men turned the world upside down. And if twelve men became seventy men and then a hundred and twenty people, and if we, if we consider that, and they turned the world upside down and then, and then in one day five thousand was added to the kingdom just in Jerusalem, how should we be able to win this world with the gospel of Jesus Christ, with the anointing of the Holy Spirit in our lives today? We should be able to win forty percent surely in a couple weeks. I'm not kidding. We can do this. We can do this. But it's going to take everybody. I don't think that's completed yet. The Word tells us also that there will be a great falling away. That's now in process. That's happening, I believe, around us right now. We, we can see these things taking place. Churches are throwing out the truth of the gospel and they're bringing in the, the doctrines of men. They are overlooking what Jesus said and they are looking to society for their doctrine and what is, what is acceptable. And this is, not, this is not what God has foreordained for His church to do. He told us to remain faithful. He told us to preach the gospel, the good news. The good news is that you're sin and you're sin sick and you're dying, but there is hope and healing in Jesus Christ. He didn't tell us to patty cake or tiptoe around those who would say this is hate speech if you say that homosexuality is a sin. Sure, homosexuality is a sin, but so is lying. The Word of God tells us to be true and to be firm and to be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. We cannot be silent. We need to give the gospel of Jesus Christ in love, but we cannot, we cannot associate with the darkness of this world and think that we still are on track. We are to come out from among the world and be a separate people, says the Lord, and I will receive you. And there is a great falling away now in process. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3. I'll begin there. 
Let no one deceive you. Again, the same theme here in Second Thessalonians. Let no one deceive you by any means. The day will, that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. The man of sin is revealed and the son of perdition who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God, all that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things, and now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time, for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. We already saw lawlessness in in verse 12 of Matthew 24. Remember it said, because of lawlessness, because the lawlessness will abound, the love of many, many will wax cold. It says lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way, and then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all powers and signs and lying wonders. Again, this is a, this is a, a warning to be aware that there are false things coming that look real. And with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. For this reason, God will send them a strong delusion that they might believe a lie and they may be condemned who do not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Now, I'm gonna, not going to spend long here, but the restrainer that the word is talking about, it says he with a capital H. If you look at what this pronoun is, it is speaking of the Holy Spirit that's active in the church. And, and the Holy Spirit is restraining the devil in this world. So therefore, because the Holy Spirit is working through the church, restraining the, the power of the enemy, the church is restraining through the power of the Holy Ghost. We could say that either way. We want to. The church is restraining the work of the enemy in this, in this world through the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit. I want us to understand that what we see around us and how terrible things look, this is kid stuff compared to how bad it's going to get. There's coming a time, there's coming a time that God will call us, the church, out of this place and let the devil just have it. And, and, and for lack of a better way, and I'm not being, I, I, I don't like to use this word lightly in, in, in conversation, but it will be as though all hell actually breaks loose on this world. Because Satan will be given his reign on this earth for a little while. And I want us to understand that this can't happen until God has taken his spirit out and he is not taking his spirit out and leaving his church here. He is taking his spirit out. He is taking his people out. Jesus promised, I will not leave you comfortless. Jesus promised he would leave his Holy Spirit with us. There's coming a day very soon. Praise God that Jesus Christ will split those eastern skies and we're going to be gone and this world can have it and they can have their laws and they can make their laws. But I'm telling you that the word of God will not fail. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he is coming in power. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. He's coming in power. Coming in power. I'm jumping through a lot of stuff. And I, I can't, I can't stay too long on any of this. There's so much that will happen. There will be wars and rumors of wars and kingdoms will rise against kingdoms. There will be the battle of Armageddon. There will be a time that the world will gather together to fight against God. 
And Jesus will appear on a white horse with all his saints and with all the heavenly hosts. And he will come in his glory and in his power. And in that returning, the word says that the whole world will see him. They will look upon him. And the word tells us in Zechariah that the those who pierced him will see him and they will mourn for what they've done, talking about Israel. I want you to understand that the world might be attacking Christianity today, but there's coming a time when every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of God the Father. Everyone will see Him. Every eye will see. He is Lord. And there is no other. Before that happens, there's coming a great tribulation. We call it the great tribulation, but it could be considered the greatest of tribulations. Because the Word says that there's nothing like it that has ever been seen upon this world Jeremiah calls it the time of Jacob's trouble. It's a time that Israel is in right in the middle of everything, and they're in the middle of trouble. How many of you know we're headed toward that? We are headed toward that. And I'm telling you that things will get worse. There's coming a judgment upon this earth. Things will get worse before they get better. And I can't go into all the details. I don't have time for it. I have lots and lots of notes and I have understanding that God has given me that, that I, I think I could explain some things and, and, and don't, don't worry. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna continue with the Lord's help to, to broadcast and still put out some words so you'll still be able to hear some of the stuff that God is revealing to me. But I want you to know that there's coming a day when God will put an end to all this sin, all this sickness, all this chaos, all of this, this anger and this bitterness and this hatred between races, all of this sickness and all of this mental illness, and I, I call it that, I know that there are those that are mentally ill that need our prayers and that need healing, and don't get me wrong, but I'm saying that to believe that we can kill a baby all the way up to birth has to be mental illness. There's no way someone in their right mind could believe that. We are created in the image of God. God will, He will purify all this. There's coming a day that all sin will be dealt with. There's coming a day when there will be a millennium of peace. I've skipped through years. I can't do it all today. There's coming a day when there will be a millennium of peace. It's a temporary restoration. It's going to be wonderful. Let me give you some scriptures. Zechariah chapter 8, verse 3. Thus says the Lord, I will return to Zion, and I will dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. Jerusalem shall be called the city of truth, the mountain of the Lord of our host, the holy mountain. Luke chapter 2, verse, I'm sorry, chapter 1, verse 32 and 33. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Revelation chapter 19, verse 11 through 21. Now I saw heaven open to behold a white horse. I've mentioned this. Let me read it. And he who sat on him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he judges and makes war. This is speaking of the judgment of the earth. And his eyes were like a flame of fire. And on his head were many crowns. 
and he had a name written on him that no one knew except he himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on a white horse. Now out of his mouth goes a a sharp sword. Here's that sword. And with it he should strike the nations. He will judge by his word. With it he should strike the nations. And he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. And he himself treads the the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. And then I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the birds that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather together for the supper of the great God that you may eat the flesh of kings, the flesh of captains, the flesh of mighty men, the flesh of horses and those who sit upon them, the flesh of all people, free and slave, both small and great. And I saw the beast, all the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him, speaking of Jesus Christ, who sat on the horse and against his army. And the beast was captured and with him the false prophet who worked signs and wonders in his presence by which he deceived those who received the mark of the beast and those who worshiped the image, his image. These two were cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone, and the rest were killed with the sword, the word, the sword which proceeds from him out of the mouth of him who sat on the horse, and all the birds were filled with their flesh. Let me have you to jump to Revelation chapter 20, verse 1 through 15. Then I saw the angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent who is the devil and Satan, and he bound him for a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and and set a seal on him so that he could not deceive the nations anymore, no more, till the thousand years were finished. But after these things he must be released for a little while. And I saw thrones, and they that sat on them, and, and judgment was committed to them. And I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness of Jesus Christ and the Word of God, who would not worship the beast and his image, who had not received his mark in their foreheads or their hands, and they lived and they reigned with Christ for a thousand years. But the rest of the dead did not live again until a thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he who is part of the first resurrection. Over such the second death has no power, but they shall be priests of God in Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. Now when the thousand years have expired, Satan will be released from his prison and will go out to deceive the nations, which are in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle whose number is as the sands of the sea. And they went up on the breadth of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints and the beloved city. Let me pause right here and let me tell you what's going on. There's already been a battle and most of the world has already seen that Jesus is Lord. He has set his kingdom up. He is ruling from Jerusalem. There is a, there's a place there and he is seated upon the throne of David and the whole world knows that Jerusalem is the city of truth, that Jerusalem is the city of peace and Jesus Christ himself has ruled for a thousand years and there's no 
There's no, there's no war going on. There's peace. And, and people are still being born on this earth. And I want you to understand that there comes a time that the thousand years are up. Satan is released for a little while. And some might say, why is Satan released for a little while? I'll tell you because there are those who had never been tempted by Satan and never had to make a decision to follow Jesus Christ. Those who were born during the time of of the millennial reign. And God is fair and God is just and God is right. So he gives everyone the opportunity, either you choose me or you choose Satan. Some people choose Satan. Oh Lord. Verse 9, and they went up on the breath of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints and the beloved city and fire came down out of from God out of heaven and devoured them. The devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are. They're already there. And they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Hell has no end. Hell will continue. That's another doctrine, a false doctrine that's going on in the church is that hell is just a short term and then you get out and you get to go to heaven. I'm telling you that's a lie from Satan according to the word of God. Death and hell will be cast into the lake of fire and the lake of fire burns forever, day and night, forever and ever and there will be no end. Verse 11, then I saw a great white throne. And him who sat on it, from whose the whose face the earth and heaven fled away. They turn away because he is so great, so powerful, so holy. And there was found no place for them. And I saw dead, small and great, standing before God, and books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. And the sea gave up its dead that were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead that were in them. And they were judged, each one according to his works. Then death and Hades... Death and hell were also cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. I want to remind you that those who have part in the first resurrection have no part of the second death. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Now let's jump one chapter over. Revelation chapter 21. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth. I told you God's going to restore it all. This is the restoration. We're talking about the restoration of all things. It might look bleak right now. It might look bad right now. We've gone through a lot. We've seen a lot. We still will see a lot, I believe, before the Lord comes. I do believe He could come soon, very soon. But we've got work to do. We've got to be about His business because there's a world out there dying lost. But Jesus is coming soon. So we must hurry. We must hurry. There is coming a new heaven and a new earth, and my time's up. We're going to read on, though. Now, I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And then I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he dwells with them and they shall be called his people God himself will be with them and be their God and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes and there shall be no more death and no more sorrow and no more crying and no more pain for the former things have passed away then he who sat upon the throne said behold I make all things new can you praise the Lord right there hallelujah behold I make all things new and he said to me right For these things are faithful and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha. 
I am the Omega, the beginning, the end. I will give the foundation, the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. I'm going to stop there. There's a whole lot more. You should read this. If nothing else, take take the book of Revelation and and, and read from at read the whole thing. But read from at least uh, verse or chapter 16 all the way through the end, chapter 22. It is amazing. I've got to read one more uh, excerpt from chapter 22, verse 1 through 7. And then he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and from the Lamb. In the middle of its streets and on either side of the river was a tree of life, and it bore twelve fruits, each tree yielding fruit in its month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there was no more curse. There was no more curse. All this that we have experienced, all this pain, all this sorrow, all this death, all this hatred, all this bitterness, it's going to be done away with. The God of restoration is bringing the restoration of all things. The curse will be done away with. And there will be eternal life, eternal joy, eternal peace in His presence. But the throne of God and the Lamb shall be in the midst of it, and His servants shall serve Him. Some ask you what we'll be doing. Here's what we'll be doing. We'll be serving Him. It doesn't matter what my job is as long as I'm serving Him. It's been my heart's desire for many years, and He's continued to let me do it, and I've just found out that I'm going to be able to do it throughout eternity. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! And they shall see His face, and His name shall be on their foreheads. And there shall be no night there, no need for a lamp, no light of the sun. For the Lord God gives the light, gives them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. We will reign with the Lord forever and ever. Then he said to me, these words are faithful and true. The Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show his servants the things which must take place shortly. Behold, I am coming quickly. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's word, please go to AbundantLifeTabernacle.com or subscribe on iTunes.